One Week Season. everyone we are recording here on friday afternoon evening depending upon what part of the u.s you are in we are here with pappy this week and we're going to be talking about the jags and chiefs game we're also going to be talking about some of our favorite plays we were just talking about some teaser opportunities for some props and some bets and we're just going to cover a few things while we got you here and I'm glad you got to write up this game this week. I always like your perspective. Thanks. You have a, yeah, you you have a unique take. Uh, I think it's one of the things we have that that does well is not everybody's coming from the same group think process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, core principles are there in a line, and I think that's what one of the things one week does well is we all come from that base. But having the different ability to look at things different ways uh, gets – gets me to to look at stuff we we misconnected for those last week that were looking for this sorry uh with the time change and with daylight savings and we mixed we mixed time so that was uh that was on us and, and we apologize for that and again if you guys are just listening to this on podcast know that we're also streaming this you can go watch it on youtube if you're not afraid to see two pretty faces and and with that, we're going to dive right in. Uh, I want to start on the Jags side first, right? Because everybody wants to talk about the Chiefs and what they've turned into and where they're going to go. But I think there's some cool leverage opportunity here with the Jags and how to play this. And you talk about that a little bit in there. So I don't want to steal your thunder. And I'm going to let you lead right into it. Yeah, so this is an interesting game. I'm glad I got to write this one up because I think it's going to be a heavy focus of my rosters um, this week. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, they have a high team total. The game has a high total. People are going to be looking at them. But outside of Mahomes and Kels, who are both priced, you know, at the top of the the slate for their positions. And, uh, you know, with this slate being a slate where there's not a ton of obvious value, playing, um, you know, Mahomes and Kels really restricts what you can do. So, there's a good chance they're even going to be underowned, And then you look at the Jaguars side of the ball and you say, okay, well, who's, who's going to be played over here? I have three receivers, you know, the Joneses and um, Kirk. It really, you feel like any of them could hit, although Kirk is clearly a, a superior to hit out of the three of them. You feel like any of them could hit in the right environment. You have Evan Ingram who, Evan Ingram haunts my steps, man. Like, you know, I, I just have bad dreams about Evan Ingram in years past. Like, I don't know how many times I'm going to play Evan Ingram and then be sitting here and it's, you know, four o'clock and I'm looking at myself and he has three points. I did it last week on my, on my team that uh, got in the top 10 in the power sweep last week. Uh, I got eighth in the power sweep last week with Evan, Evan Ingram getting me two points. Like, and I have Justin Fields on this team and me over here, like I'm supposed to be telling you guys what to do and I can't play, you know, Cole Komet on that team. Like what, what am I doing? Um, so, you know, it's Evan Ingram is just like, he, he follows me around and, you know, once again, this week, he looks like a guy who makes sense, but when he has four points, you're going to be like, why did I play him? Um, and then of course you have, uh, the running back at Neen. If I, I think I'm saying that correctly, ETN, ETN, as you see, I, I can't handle his name, but the rest yeah. of him is great. Um, and he, uh, you know, there's nothing not to like, uh, he really should be probably, priced closer to uh, Saquon or, or Henry 
Um, and so, you know, he's an obvious play. I would assume he's going to be very popular. Uh, and he's probably going to be the way most people get exposure to this game. You know, if you don't want to pay up for, for Mahomes, you don't want to pay up for Kels, you, you don't feel confident in any of the, uh, you know, Chiefs receivers, um, and you don't want to feel confident in any of the Jags receivers or Evan Ingram, you know, obviously you can go ahead and just play him and get exposure to this game. So I think he's going to have a lot of ownership, but it doesn't really matter when he's mispriced. You know, you kind of you kind of have to play him or, you know, should play him at least somewhat. So I guess I look at this game from the perspective of the only guy I really think is going to have high ownership is is at let me give, give me his name one more time. ETN. ETN. There we go. I don't want to ETN. All right, I get it eventually. ETN. Um, you know, he's the only one I think is really going to have high ownership in this game. So it's an interesting game. Like how often do you get to play people in the highest total game on a lousy week, really? And there's probably not going to be a ton of ownership. So I see myself stacking both passing games. Um, I see myself playing a lot of uh, Lawrence with Mixon matching the Joneses and Kirks, uh, bringing back uh, Juju. And now I think just recently I saw Hardman is out officially. I think that just, just happened recently. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got, I got a unique take on that. Once, uh, once we get there. Okay. Yeah. So, so seeing, seeing that he, uh, you know, is out um, is interesting because that narrows the, their, them a little bit, but it's, it's still, you know, how much do you think Tony's going to play? Versus, yes. you know, do you think Sky Moore is going to come in there or or really even Justin Watson uh, played as many snaps as Sky Moore last week. So what do you, who do you think is going to step in there for for them? So for me, it's Tony, right? It's Tony? And it's Tony all the way. And Tony, if I'm going at this game, I'm stacking Kelsey, Juju, Kelsey, Tony, right? If I'm going to do it from the Chiefs side, that's that's the route I want to go. If if I'm going there and here's why on a, on a week, they didn't even get a full week of practice. in. he just got traded there. The very first play of the game was schemed to him. The very first play of last game was schemed to Tony. Now he didn't have a lot of targets. We know Kansas city's wide receivers are Russian roulette, right? Like let's guess who's going to, who's going to break it this week. And, and you're trying to guess at it. You can't at this point, he's probably going to break the slate at some point. Uh, MVS will, but I just can't play him. I just can't out of their receivers. He's the one guy I just can't play anymore. He's, he's on, he's, in, he's on the list, right? He's like, like Evan, he's like, he's your Evan Ingram. He's oh just my gosh. He's on my, I just can't play him. And I've, and you know, a few years ago, right. Um, he won me a lot of money, but I just, so right. I, I have that special soft spot in my heart and I just can't, I can't play him anymore. The, the Chiefs went out and got Tony. They He looked great on the routes he ran. He looked totally healthy. So my thing is, let's walk through range of outcomes with Tony when he was in New York. Could they have probably played him a week or two before they did? Sounds like they probably could have. And they knew they were shopping him. So let's not get him hurt. We know he's fragile. And let's get him traded and get him, you know, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs do not have a true wide receiver one. Now, Juju's playing well. Kelsey, we know, is their wide receiver one. They need an alpha one. And we've all seen Tony have the, you know, the joystick, you know, ability to be able to do it. So I really like some leverage here with him, especially if we start checking ownership and people are scared because of his target share last week. 
I'm going to probably jam him everywhere. Yeah, I think you uh, you mean snap share, right? Because he only played yeah. nine. He only played nine percent of the snaps. He basically yeah, it was his first week. week. But it was for but it was his first week. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm really torn on how exactly to handle that because I think somebody is going to have a big day, and I think that it could easily be Tony. Um, and then I look at Sky Moore and I say, well, you're you're the Stone Men, right? You're three K, um, right. and you know Tony. It, it, is 5k which is really kind of a curious pricing in a way for a guy who yep. has done nothing all year and it played nine percent of the snaps last week like 5k like i would think he should be a lot cheaper than that he's kind of priced like you have to pay for him which will serve to keep his ownership down though so you know if you get if you if you're right and he hits it's a it's a great play but then i look at sky Moore and i see like a 3k guy there and i'm just like man on a week where there's not a lot of value you know, like are the guys you let me get in if I play Sky more. And it's like, what if he's the guy who takes over that 50, 60 percent Hardman role with the, you know, the speed plays and the and touchdown upside? It's like then he's like a no brainer. So that's why it's so interesting, because um, it's hard to know who to play. And then, as you alluded to with MSV, the other guy, I mean, he's only, I think, forty one hundred. Um, which is, which, you know, he's considerably cheaper than Tony and it's like, Hey, you know, whatever you feel about him, he's playing like 75% of the snaps, you know, you you can pretty much count on him being on the field, um, versus a guy who again played 9% of the snaps, you know, in his, in his second week and and he's 900 more expensive. So I think Tony is a guy that, uh, is certainly not going to be very owned because I think people are going to either say, let me, let me roll the dice on sky more for free, or let me go with MSV. Who's going to be on the field. Uh, so if Tony hits, I mean, Tony's the type of guy who could win you a lot of money if he hits, that's for sure. Yeah. So MVS there, uh, I'm going to correct you there. There was, it's oh, MVS. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah. Cause they're going to roast it. You know, the, you know, the discord's good. They'll get honest yeah. about, about saying it wrong and keeping us in check. Um, but yeah. Right. So I think we're going to need to mix and match and it's, um, MVS to me is, uh, that this is how I describe him to people at this point. So the cheesy uh but great replacements football movie with um Keanu Reeves, right? Where Shane Falco's there. Yeah. He is Clifford Franklin to me, right? <laughs> All <laughs> that's like is Clifford. <laughs> that, is, that is who MVS is. He's to me. the stick him. We gotta get him the right. Stick him. We just need the stick. Like he can outrun everybody, he just can't catch mm-hmm. the ball. Right. So that's that's MVS to me. That's that's literally if you look, it's funny. If you go next time you're in Discord, look at my actual profile and look at what my background picture is. Click on it. And and see what my background picture is, right. and it's literally because of this. So right. you'll you'll get a kick out of it next time you see it. So last week I worked up the courage and I played the Jets defense against Buffalo. While it wasn't had to have, man, it opened up a lot of things for me, and I'm glad I did. And I, I worked up there. So I'm thinking about doing that again here with the Jags, right? If if I want to go on a lineup, a different route, what's a way to get leverage in my eyes, the Jags D has been solid. We know Kansas city is going to throw the ball a ton. So there's going to be opportunity there for them. What are your thoughts about the Jaguars defense this week? So, so I think the Jaguars defense is pretty, pretty brave this week. I and remember I'm the guy who I think on our last discussion told you that you could play Carolina's defense against Tampa Bay. And, and I, I did, uh, by the way, did you? Did you? Did you? I actually tagged you. You didn't. You didn't see it. I posted the lineup for you to see. I played them. Oh, so, did you? Did you? There, yeah, you, go. there I, you go. I had a great week too, right? Because again, that opened up so many, right? It, it was you. Yeah. Like it really got me to like think about it more after our 
you know, after our cast. And I was like, man, he's going to get me to do it. And I, right. Like Saturday night, I just kept staring at it. Right. Like, I don't think I can click it, but right. I started putting them in and I'm like, man, that's like $2,000 in salary and look who I can add. And it, it worked out real well for me. I, I don't yeah. know if I'm that brave this week, but you know, that's, I, it would be, it'd be an interesting one. So I had the I had the Jets defense um, last week too on my on my main build actually, and uh, I had the Panthers not on my main build, but all three of my teams that week. And uh, this week, you know, I think that the defense, if you if you want to go cheap, that's available is the the Vikings, right? Because Josh Allen's probably not going to play. Now the the problem is they're also going to be really popular. I hate taking a popular defense. I just yeah. there's just so much variance in defense and picking one that's popular. I just I try to never do it, but. I feel like if I'm going to go bottom of the barrel this week, I'm probably just going to go there because uh, just playing, uh, I mean, playing the Jaguars on the road in Arrowhead when their pass defense is pretty porous. And, yeah. you know, I, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I've, I've thought that for a long time. I just don't really want to attack him with the defense. Now, that being said, I will say oftentimes I feel like in these high total games, people don't account for the fact that the defense might score. Uh, like, right. it, you know what I mean? Like it raises the chance of the defense was scoring. But if I was going to play that angle, I'd probably go with the Kansas City defense and maybe not play as many offensive players and hope for, you know, like a punt return TD and a defensive TD or, or something like that. Uh, so you bring that up. So that was where I was going to go. You teed me up perfect for it. Right. So that's the other side of the coin is now Hardman, their returners out. Do they go Pacheco? Do they go Sky Moore? Do they go Tony? They have three, af- you know, rocket burners to be able to return that. And hey, if they pick Lawrence, get a pick six or a fumble return and, uh, you know, kickoff punt return, next thing you know, you ha- the leverage you're going to have on the field is unlike anybody else. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of playing the Chiefs defense. I mean, um, you know, they tend to be a tough place to play in Kansas City. And I think absolutely they could have a defensive touchdown or a punt return. And when you think, you know, obviously that takes away points from the offense. So if that happens and you're not heavy on the offense and the offense has some chalky pieces, then it's, you know, helps you a lot more there. So I think playing the defense is perfectly fine. Um, I mean, if you want to play the Jaguars defense, go for it. I think I don't think I will this week. Uh, I am probably this week on on this game. I'm probably going to treat this as an over stack game for me. I, I gave my two options as like an over or under stack. You know, I'm going to have I'm usually I make 20 lineups. Usually um, I'm going to have probably, you know, I want to say over half of those lineups, maybe just over stacking this game. I, I really like this game environment, but I'm not sure exactly who's going to get it. And the fact that I think I can play Mahomes and Kels and Juju and um, different combinations of Tony and Moore and M. Sorry, wait, let me make sure I'm right. MVS, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, at low ownerships, I really think I'm going to do a lot of it. And I'm just going to hope that one of those lineups catches it right and, you know, gets the points. Yeah, it's it's the mix and match for me. So, right, if you're going to go that route, let's talk about a few of the other games here. Uh, we're going to do some deep thoughts with Pappy and talk about how do you, where do you see salary savings, right? So, say we go, Ju- right, we go Juju, Kelsey, Mahomes with a bring back of ETN. While he's not most expensive, he's not a cheap back. Where, where are you going to find salary savings on this slate this week for yourself? Yeah, and- 
and here's the here's the so I've been playing with that exact exact build right there. And um it's interesting because if you try to put another of the two obvious running backs like Saquon or uh, Henry in that build, you really can't. Um it's just too difficult to afford. Uh so if you go down to the next tier of guys, uh you start looking at someone like Pierce probably going to be the most played running back on the slate. Um, of course, he should be priced a little bit higher, which is why. But I don't know if I love him at where his ownership is going to be and what I think his range of outcomes are. And so then uh, if you want to look, who can I put in a second running back slot here that's cheap? And oh, heaven help me for saying this. Uh, not Najee Harris. And now let me. Oh, OK, here we go. Here heaven, we help go. Me, heaven help me for this. I, I really like the Steelers this week. Um, I from a betting standpoint, just I think they're going to win the game. Uh, T.J. Watt is supposed to come back this week. He's an enormous, uh, you know, difference on that defense. They're also supposed to get Levi Wallace back. As a person who's in the local Pittsburgh market and a, and a big Steelers fan, um, you know, it, th- those additions are huge for for that defense. Um, they're also coming out of a bye. And, uh, you know, they got rid of Claypool, who was supposedly, you know, kind of a cancer in the in the locker room. Um, and the other thing is they're probably a little just naturally undervalued right now because their last four games were against incredibly stiff competition. Three of them were on the road. Uh, and so there's a lot of reasons to think right now that the Steelers are probably a little undervalued to be a uh, home dog against really not a super formidable Saints team. So um, I think the Steelers are going to do well in that game. And uh, I've been, you know, listening to the the local pundits, trying my hardest being in the market to figure out, is there a lot of credence to if Warren is going to take a lot of yeah. snaps from Henry? I don't like if you just read the, the listen to it or listen to what they're saying, it would seem like it. I'm just going to tell you from a long time of watching Mike Tomlin that. And I'm not basing this on anything other than gut feel is that. I could see him trying to get Najee in the end zone a couple of times to say to everybody, like, look, Najee's fine. Standards, the standard. We're not going to change anything, you know, and get Najee. I could see it. I really could. I think that is more Tomlin than I'm going to make a change coming out of the bye and go with Warren. Just my personal opinion on Tomlin based on nothing other than feel. Um, Tomlin knows how bad their offensive line is. And he knows he how good Najee is. Has Najee not looked amazing? I think he's looked okay considering what he's running behind. Like, he he can't get away from anybody because they're tackling him as soon as he hits a hole. Like, there's no holes there. Yeah. The whole offense has been bad. And again, you got to remember they made a quarterback change going into a really rough stretch where they played four of the best defenses in the league, really, other than the Dolphins. It was three of the best defenses, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Bucks. Uh, and the Dolphins are, are still an aggressive defense. Um, and again, three of those games are, were on the road, too. So uh, not the best time to be making a quarterback change to a rookie, right? And now they've had a bye week. Uh, they're much weaker opponent uh, that's injured at home. Um, I just think that they are a little bit undervalued right now. And so if you think that they might win that game and you think, how are they going to win that game? Um, you start to think Najee, who is 5,500, probably the cheapest he's been since his rookie year. Maybe, maybe ever. I didn't look, but maybe ever, um, right. you know, could he fall into the end zone twice? Like, yeah, he, he could. And you, you start to think, well, he's probably going to have relatively low ownership. Uh, and then does he pair well with the Steelers defense, right? That's probably going to have under 10% ownership with TJ Watt back. Like, yeah, he does. Uh, and you start to look at some of those builds where you have him and you can make 
a reasonable team uh, with some of the other 5K receivers that are out there, uh, guys like Judy or Mooney um, or uh, Kirk, even if you want to keep going, put another guy on that team. Or if you want to go cheaper, uh, you can go with some of the other guys in this game, even if you want. Um, but you can make a reasonable receiver set you know, with the, with the mid-priced guys in those builds, maybe one cheap guy. Um, and really the question you end up asking yourself when you look at these builds is like, do I believe in Najee? You know what I mean? Like, do I think, do I think he's going to come out and be able to, you know, pay off his salary, get 20 points at least. I I'm leaning towards, I believe in it. Like when I look at the rest of the slate and I look at the rest of the risks that I'd have to take, I feel like that risk is might might be the one I end up taking. So so I, I like the bold take there, especially after we saw, you know, everybody's been off Mixon and right, Mixon comes out and he has in this range of outcomes and his skill set ability, he has the ability to to break a slate. He has the ability to rush for 120 yards, catch for 40, get two, three touchdowns. That is in Najee's range of outcomes at his ceiling. We haven't seen it because as we see every single year in the NFL, the teams with great offensive lines tend to do very, very well. And I think the best example of that this year is not the Eagles because the Eagles are loaded with talent everywhere. I think the best example of that is the Cleveland Browns Mm -hmm. and the Cleveland Browns have the second best offensive line in the NFL and two really good running backs and it is made up for having Jacoby Brissett at quarterback this year. So I think the Steelers need to realize that, but at the same time, the chiefs or the saints defense isn't what it once was. This isn't the mighty all crushing saints D and uh, I like the bold take there. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if I have the guts to do it. I mean, I have rosters right now where it's just, that's, that's the question. Like I really like the roster, but do I want to trust Najee to, to get it done? Or am I going to feel like a fool when, you know, Warren comes out and replace and replaces them, but we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear how the news goes with that. Um, So let's talk about that game a little bit more. We were talking about these two games in particular before we started the podcast, with a way to get some exposure to this game on the betting side. And you had a, a really good thought process here. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you share it. Oh yeah. So uh, just the two games we've been talking about, I really love um, teasing these two games this week, uh, depending on what you can get the chiefs at um, minus nine or minus nine and a half. You can do a six and a half or seven point teaser. Uh, make sure you get it through the three uh, down to two and a half or two. Um, and then you can take it the other way on the Steelers. So they're plus one and a half right now. So you're getting it through the seven. So get it to eight and a half or eight. Um, and you can get that at minus 130 or minus 140 right now, depending what site you're betting on. And if you're doing six and a half or seven, but as long as you're getting it through the three and getting it up through the seven uh, up to the eight, uh, you know, anytime you can move through those numbers with a teaser, it's usually a good bet. And I personally think the Steelers uh, are going to do well. So I think them plus eight or eight and a half looks pretty good. And I think that the Chiefs are going to win. Um, and I think that minus two or two and a half is probably feels pretty good to me, too. So at minus 130 or minus 140, I feel like that's a bet I like a lot. Um, I'll probably have a relatively significant bet on that myself this week. So anybody else who wants to like it, fi- fire away with me. All right, we'll uh, we'll have to look at that next week when we're coming through. For me, uh, something we're looking at and we're excited about on the on the game is we're we think they've mispriced Justin 
Fields rushing prop again. He Chicago has figured out how to use him. Do I know that it's sustainable like this forever? I don't think it is, but they figured out that he's, you know, he has the Lamar skill set, that he's not great at making those pocket throws. We needed him to get out. We need to have design runs. And his rushing prop should probably be 11 and a half. And it's only nine and a half. It only went up one this week and he smashed it every single week. Uh, we actually announced that for our prop subs. Uh, earlier today so i don't mind once this goes up being able to talk about it a little bit and let him go see him but we were looking at that number and i think we'll see after this game i think we're going to see minimum 10 and a half if not 11 and a half of his prop moving forward just because there's they that offense has figured out that's how they have to use him yeah no i think that's good i i hadn't looked at uh, those problems that makes a lot of sense though uh i they re- I don't know like how all of a sudden they just decided to start playing like early Lamar Jackson or why it took them this long to do it. But that is really what they what they're doing. I mean, a lot of early Lamar Jackson stuff, which is effective, um, especially with that type of quarterback who, you know, has to create threat with his legs. I don't know why they didn't do it earlier, but good for them. And I agree with you. I think you're right that it, it's just going to take the market a little time to, to catch up. So it's probably the time to take advantage of it. Totally agree. Well, we'll uh, look forward to coming back next week and seeing if uh, Pappy had the guts to run Najee. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to. I want to know beforehand, so I'll, I'll piggy on Sunday and see how your lineups look. All right, you, all right I'll let you know. <laughs> all, right, all right, sounds good. Uh, have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, man.